This Augusta Golf Show podcast is brought to you by Audi Augusta, online at AudiAugusta.com. Well, Eamon Lynch covers the game as a columnist for Golf Week. He is also a Golf Channel contributor. Eamon was the first to break the story of the proposed fall professional men's golf schedule. Pleasure to welcome Eamon Lynch back to the Augusta Golf Show. Hi, Eamon. How are you? I'm good, John. Good to be with you. Well, thank you for saying yes to this. I appreciate it. Um, All right. You broke the story late last week, but I've also read that that discussions went late into Sunday night before the Monday announcement. And, and it was sort of like when the Open canceled, things were allowed to happen. Is, is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I think the, the various governing bodies and the tour have been attempting to put together one joint statement on how a revised schedule would look optimistically for, for the rest of 2020. And the sticking point over the course of the last, 10 days or two weeks was the lack of a decision from the RNA about whether or not they were going to play the Open at Royal St. George's, postpone it or cancel it. And as late as Sunday morning, the USGA was still working on a contingency plan to play the US Open on the West Coast as late as December because they only got those dates September 17th to 20th when the RNA decided to cancel because that was going to be the alternate date. For the Open Championship. So that this schedule was released on Monday morning, but 24 hours before that, the USGA was still working on the assumption of a contingency plan for the West Coast. There were conversations over the last week or 10 days or so about why Wimbledon canceled, why the Open canceled, and their ability to do so because they had insurance policies. Do you, do you have any, any information as to why you know, the Open decided to, to cancel altogether? I, I was told by various people close to these conversations that they believe there was a, a better insurance policy covering the RNA and the Open than any of the other uh, governing bodies have with their championships. And I would assume that any such policy would have a, a certain point by which the RNA would have to cancel the Open. And I'm, I'm guessing that also gets complicated. I'm certainly no insurance expert, but I'm guessing that would also get complicated had they opted to reschedule it. To September and then end up potentially having to cancel that one if the public health emergency is not any better. So if it was a consideration, and various people have told me it was, well, then I'm assuming it's a, it's a fairly sizable consideration at that. Were you surprised the Open cancelled? <clears throat> not at all. I think the, the way the scenario <clears throat> excuse me, is playing out in, in the British Isles at the moment, it didn't leave any real optimism that the Open Championship could be played in July, and typically it's a, a tournament that has a couple of hundred thousand people over the course of the week. And even if they were to try to play it without spectators, even you mean you know as well as I do, John, that the number of people that you need at a golf tournament just to broadcast it on TV, in, including players and caddies and some volunteers and administrators and, <clears throat> and media, you're talking about a thousand people anyway. So it's it's always going to be somewhat the proposition to play these events even without a crowd, but the way the situation appears to be developing in the UK right now with their numbers and the rate of transmission, there's no real reason for optimism to think that it could have been played. Do you get a sense, Eamon, and from a distance, that all of these governing bodies and all of these leagues are watching everything else that's going on, and, and back to the open for a second, do you get a sense that once Wimbledon 
did what Wimbledon did that 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 made the decision for the Open easier to make? Sure, I think one domino leads to another one falling. It was very much the same the week of the Players' Championship. I think once the NBA cancelled their games early that week, it was kind of inevitable that that golf and, and other sports were going to have to follow suit. And that also works in reverse, of course, and golf may turn out to be the sport that is first back into the fray here. Um, if, if they go to the schedule that they've just announced, which is obviously pretty aggressive and, and optimistic at that, but ultimately the this idea of returning to professional golf is not within the gift of the governing bodies or Jay Monaghan or anyone else. These decisions will be made by, by states and, and local governments based on what the circumstances are on the ground. We're talking with uh, Eamon Lynch here on the Augusta Golf Show. From, from the announcement, Eamon, and maybe I read too much into it or didn't read enough into it, a lot of tournaments aren't going to get played. If Do I read what we're reading as being the schedule, the hopeful entire schedule, or are those tournaments... Are those tournaments that linger in, you know, June and July, maybe I'm thinking specifically of like Jack's tournament at the Memorial, are, are those tournaments still kind of dangling out there, or are we looking at those two or three months of golf? I think there are a lot of holes that have been built into the schedule that they announced, because several weeks were opened up, for instance, with the cancellation of the Olympics golf tournament, and then obviously the cancellation of the Open Championship and the moving of the U.S. Open. That's three weeks that have been opened up and now have officially been listed as hosting potential PGA Tour events. And I think those potential events are most likely to be the tournaments that are on the schedule through May and early June that I don't see happening. I mean, the memorial is supposed to happen the first week of June. That, that's just simply not going to happen. But I could see potentially Jack's tournament being moved a couple of weeks later, to the week formerly occupied by the U.S. Open. And, but even then, that's a, a situation where, take, take, for example, the Travelers Championship. We could very easily say, okay, several months down the road, Connecticut will be over the worst of this, have a grip on the situation, and suddenly playing that tournament might seem more feasible. But we can't legislate for how other states and localities around the country are going to be reaching peak or what they're the public health emergency is going to be in those situations. So it's very difficult for the tour to sit here now and say, we're going to go to X town on X date. And when you look at the tournaments that were cancelled, even over the last few weeks, they were in places like Texas and North Carolina and Louisiana. And the tour is certainly not in a position, and none of us are, to predict what the circumstances are going to be like in those towns come July or, or June. I'm more confident that the back end of the schedule will get played than I am that the front end of it will. But ultimately, the golf bodies are in the position of having to plan for the best case scenario and adjust accordingly to lesser circumstances. And I don't think any of them believe that what they have written down and released will be what exactly is played this year. You think it was a coincidence that they announced it on the Monday of Masters Week? I think it were. They were eager to get it out the week before that, but again, it was the RNA was holding up matters on it. Um, I think it, I, don't, I don't think the Augusta National Golf Club would have objected to it uh, being released then because it at least gives some golf fans some sense of something to look forward to. You know, there's that old Irish mentality that says the light at the end of the tunnel is the headlamp of an oncoming train. 
well, <laughs> we, we have to just kind of get past that fatalism here. And for so many golf fans, Augusta National has always been one of those cornerstones that kind of signals the, the, the start of the golf calendar. And now it's going to signal the end of the golf calendar this year by being played, hopefully, in November. But it gives us all something to look forward to and you know we could all use a little of that these days you mentioned being optimistic about the latter end of the schedule so you think the masters gets played i do i think it's 50 50 that the pga championship gets played which is august the week of august 3rd in at harding park in san francisco now i know the pga of america has been in contact with state and local authorities there who believe that they will be capable of playing the championship at that point. I'm guessing it's still up in the air if it's played with spectators on site or not. Um, but I I think that's ag- aggressive and optimistic in terms of what could be played through the summer months. I think it gets a little more comfortable by the time you get to, say, U.S. Open time and Ryder Cup time and certainly by the Masters. And I know the... A lot of folks have focused on the idea of the Masters being a very different scenario in fall and agronomy issues. You know, if there's one place or one governing body or one golf club on the face of the earth that has the ability to bend nature to its will to play a golf tournament as close to the original as possible, it's going to be at the Masters. And I'm fairly optimistic, I think, it will be played. Eamon covers the game for uh, Golf Week, also a Golf Channel contributor. Uh, thank you for saying yes when I, when I picked up the phone and asked. Eamon, uh, stay safe, stay well, stay home, and, and, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you, John. Enjoyed it.